Welcome on in. Intern Allen Show, episode 15. Um, episode 14 happened last week, but it disappeared into the into nothing. Um, it is 1042, Wednesday, October 18th. I'm at the Frost School of Music at the University of Miami um, in my teacher's office, but nobody will come this late at night probably. Um, episode 14, I recorded it, I recorded like half of it, realized that I accidentally paused it after like seven minutes or stopped it after like seven minutes. So then, and it was already too late at night to start again and I just didn't want to do that. So then I woke up the next morning, recorded it all and it actually recorded, but then like the, in the, I recorded some voice memos, like a fucking, um, animal The the voice memo audio file got like corrupted and I couldn't send it or listen to it or do anything with it. So episode fourteen, it happens. It's on my phone. I can I can like point to it, but it doesn't exist in any other form elsewhere at all. So um Episode fourteen happened, nobody heard it. Anyway, um it was a good episode. Um it was internal show pain edition, but um I'll go over real quick anything important that I missed that didn't get shared. And then Vikings win this week. Everybody get excited. Um, Timberwolves are going to start playing basketball soon. They already are playing preseason. And, yeah, that's it. I'll have a post game. It'll be interesting. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's just do it. Um, the Twins lost. To the, I'm going to say whatever I, I spent like an hour and 20 minutes talking into nothing that ended up being posted nowhere, but I'm going to try to pare that down into like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, maybe, I don't know. Um, the Twins lost to the Astros in four games. That's what the Astros do. Um, they win postseason games. They go to the ALCS. They often go to the World Series and they are currently going to win game three. So that gets them back in the series with Texas. Um, Overall, good twin season. Felt really good about the team um, that went to the playoffs. The baseball playoffs are cruel. It's a 162-game season, and you get five games in the first well, If you pass the wild card series, you get five games in the first like real playoff series. And if you don't win th- three of them, then you're out just like that. And um, it felt too early for the Twins to be eliminated, um, but they obviously lost the games, so it is what it is. Um Offense wasn't good. Struck out too many times. Um, I talked for like 20 minutes about whether the whole only, probably not 20 minutes, that's being dramatic, um, about whether the, I don't give a shit if they strike out a bunch. I want them because they hit homers. Whether that approach, that front office approach works or not in the playoffs. And I think it doesn't because like, see like the most successful team in the playoffs over the past um five to ten years seven years for sure um is the astros and even when they're mediocre in the in the regular season they're always good in the playoffs always win a series always go to the alcs um and one of their big things as a team is to not strike out and i just wonder if over the course of 162 games it's okay to have guys that strike out a bunch and hit a bunch of pumps um but if those guys aren't hitting pumps in the playoffs, then you're 
dead, and the Astros aren't dead because they have guys to put the ball in play. Um, obviously, they have really good pitching. Christian Javier isn't really that good usually, but he's been actually completely electric in these playoffs. Um, and he killed us game three, I believe it was. Verlander's good, whatever. Um, but yeah, Twins are in good shape. I love like looking forward that the team has kind of been turned over to these young guys. I think that's a really positive sort of happening for the Twins this season that they found that sort of a new identity that wasn't tied to Buxton and Correa. So those guys can be part of it, but they aren't it, especially with Buxton's all his issues, not being good at baseball anymore, being injured all the time, et cetera. Correa came to life in the playoffs, which is really good to see. Um, and if we get back there next year, it's going to be good to hopefully see that again. Um, it seems to like he'll be dealing with some kind of injury foot thing for most of the rest of his career, which is unfortunate. Plantar fasciitis doesn't really go away, um, from what I understand. It's one of the things that Tiger Woods has dealt with forever, um, alongside all the other things he's been dealing with. He can't drive, um, cheats on his wife, etc. Um, but yeah, it's not one of those things that really, really has a cure to be, to my knowledge. It just kind of happens. Um, I'm going to stop pretending to know things about medical whatever, but the Twins team turned into a really, a really fun team. Um, and I think the, the guys that made it fun are going to be there next year. Um, and are going to be growing and older and better next year. Oh, excuse me. Oh my God. Big losses would be Sonny Gray. And it'll be hard to replace him because he's good this year. But um, some of the stats lie a little bit on him, I think. Um, he's really good this year. His ERA is excellent, probably top five Cy Young, et cetera. But he almost never pitched past the fifth inning or through the sixth. Um, and Rocco managed him and, and used him and took him out at all the right times for a lot of the year. That's a big contributor, at least, to why his – numbers were so good um so we lose him we do get chris paddock back off of the ucl surgery and he was decent and pretty electric at times in the playoffs so it'll be interesting to see what kind of role he takes whether he's or and how good he is in a full season type thing he'll probably be a little bit careful at him innings wise um the trusting bailey ober thing is a interesting happening that um happened at the playoffs a lot of Bailey Ober, um, and he wasn't really great. But I think he never pitched over 200 innings or over 150 innings or something like that before, and they did this year, so he's probably pretty tired. Uh, good offseason for him. He should be fine. Anyway, I'm going into due in-depth. This is what I did in the last pod. Uh, it disappeared forever. So um, I so cried about the Vikings losing and Justin Jefferson getting hurt, which I will cry more about probably um, in today's Vikings segment, even though we got dub. Um, yeah, the, um, the Justin Jefferson is just not good. It's just not good. Um, it's not good for the team. It's not good for the, him being sad about the contract that he's not getting it right now. Um, obviously the loss to the Chiefs isn't necessarily a terrible loss because they're a really good team, but there were way too many mistakes that kept... The team from kept the Vikings from winning. Um, 
and it'd be like, oh, it's really sad that they, it's okay, I'm, I'm not making any sense. On one hand, it's good that they were in the game against the Chiefs. On the other hand, the fact that they lost because of shitty mistakes, it's like the same exact thing that's happened in all their other three losses this year. So that doesn't exactly, like, at a certain point, that's who you are. And you're a team that makes shitty mistakes, and that's that's what happens. Um, college football. Oh, I went for. I actually talked for thirty minutes about how like the Miami game. It just it can't happen, and that's all I say. Everybody knows what happened. It can't happen, and then they lost again this past week. So whatever. Uh, the Canes are so dead. They're so not back. Um, it was fun. A little fun five weeks on Campy. Um, yeah, I think that was that was the gist of the last pod. The post game was not that entertaining, so the boys did not miss out that much. Just some travel things happened that sucked for me. Spirit Airlines will get you every time. Um, shout out to Airbnb though. So full full refund. Shout out to Airbnb Horse of the Week last week. Anyway, back to now to this pod. <clears throat> this pod is starting now. That was last pod. Um, the Vikings won a game. The Vikings are won a football. Vikings won a football game. They've only done that twice this year, and they've lost football games four times so far. So um, that's good. It's encouraging. It's um, positive in the right direction, and we're making a tally mark in the correct win column instead of the one we don't want to make a tally mark in. So all this is good. That being said. Um, one of the worst football games ever, I've ever watched. Um, anybody watched at all? Ever, probably. Um, it, I believe it was 19-13 to 13 against the Chicago Bears, who are not a good football team. Um, who are really not a good football team. And, um, yeah, it's just... Um, I don't know even where to start. Um, let's start with the offense. I talked about on the last pod that nobody heard that Justin Jefferson is not going to be good. Or, sorry, that the offense is going to really not be good without Justin Jefferson. That we're going to go from a team that is in games, that loses because of shitty mistakes, into a team that just isn't talented enough to compete with most of the teams in the NFL. Now, the good news is the Bears aren't most of the teams in the NFL. They're really bad, and we won the game. But the offense is really, really, really not good. 12 points in the game from the offense because the Jordan Hicks fumble return is was well, 7 of our 19 points. 12 points in the game. Against the Bears defense, that isn't, isn't great. It isn't even good. Probably isn't even bad. They're kind of horrible. Um I think they've gotten a little bit better as the year's gone on, but um, they got torched by Jordan Love week one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just um, – it's really um, – I don't know. It was – it was as, as I said, it was 12 points total in the game against a bad defense and not a single, nary, nary an offensive point in the entire second half. Um, let me go through the drives of the second half for the Vikings. Let me find it up here. 
There we go. Play by play. We had in the second half. Punt. Punt. Missed field goal. Punt. Punt. And then victory formation. So that is not a... Um, Usually you don't say all those things and then follow it by victory formation. Usually you lose that game when you go punt, punt, miss, field goal, punt. Punt, 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 miss, field goal, punt, punt. That doesn't work. That doesn't work in the NFL. It doesn't work. Um, the first half it was field goal, field goal, punt, fumble, touchdown. So shout out that one touchdown for being like the only good drive. Um, things that keep happening. TJ Hawkinson keeps not catching the football. That's not in... Um, that's been happening for weeks now. Um, I remember thinking when TJ Hawkinson was having a was having that sort of contract dispute early in the in the off season, um, or late in the off season in the preseason. Um, I was like, if he leaves the team, I might have to change my bank password because um, currently his name is part of my bank password. Um, I might have to change my bank password anyway because like. He sucks. He's not good. Like we're we're paying him more than any tight end that's ever been played. Taylor Swift's boyfriend is making less than T.J. Hawkinson, which is just like, and he sucks. He can't catch the football. Um, on a team that could really use a, a a number one weapon right now, he just hasn't been playing well. He hasn't been catching the ball. Um, hasn't been particularly reliable in general. Um, so that's annoying. Other things that keep happening. We have another um, another Kirk Cousins fumble, um, and yeah, that's um, I mean it just keeps happening. <clears throat> I'd love a little bit more KJ. I, the offense was horrible. You can point at actually everybody because they played really they played a really really bad game. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing more Cam Akers. I don't know what the Alexander Madison thing that we keep. I don't know what we're doing. Cam Akers barely touches the ball. And, and I think he had two touches in this game or something like that. I saw a thing on X.com um, that he had like two touches for, I don't know, 15 yards or something like that, um, which is an incredibly small sample size and also like so insignificant. But let me look it up. Alexander Madison was... 18 to 44 for two and a half yards per carry. So, like, that's, like, he's not good. Give Cam Akers a shot. I don't know. Cam Akers had one carry for eight yards and one catch for seven yards. So, two for 17 or two for 15 in touches. Um, I don't know. It, that's not going to change this team from being two and four to being good. It's really not. But I don't know. you got to start somewhere. Um the defense saved the day, um, kept this from being an embarrassing win or kept it from being an embarrassing loss instead it's just an embarrassing win. Um, obviously, the Jordan Hicks um, fumble recovery touchdown. Um, did he force it too? I don't remember. Did I make that up? Fumble touchdown. Sacked by, oh, it doesn't say who sacked it. Well, I don't know. Oh, Metellus did. Um, Metellus strip sack 
Jordan Hicks fumble recovery. That um, provided all our points in the second half, and if we didn't score that, we lose the game to 13 to 12 probably. Um, so that's huge. Um, turnovers in general were huge. Um, we had three takeaways. They had one, and obviously the Byron Murphy pick at the end of the game um, was big as well. Obviously, probably saved the game, you know. Um, so those two big turnover plays from the defense saved what could have been a very, very tough loss. Very, very bad loss. Um, but the other thing is um, Tyson Badgent, who, first of all, who? Who is he? Um, some there's backup quarterbacks in the NFL, and then there's Tyson Badgens in the NFL. Um, that guy was not meant to be in a football game ever, which is crazy because Justin Fields gets hurt a lot. Um, Justin Fields got hurt again, and Tyson Badgent came in. Actually, Justin Fields doesn't get hurt a lot, but it's like the he has the vibe that he like would. I don't know. Um. I never heard of Tyson Badgent before. I don't think anybody that's listening to this pod or otherwise has ever heard of Tyson Badgent before. Um, you're kind of a real sicko if you have heard of Tyson Badgent before, either, either that or you're like his mother. Um, so that guy, Tyson Badgent, um, led a 77-yard touchdown drive against us and then was driving again had a little nine-play drive going, first and 10 from our 35 when he threw the pick to Byron Murphy. So I love that the defense had made some big plays to win the game. In both our wins this year, the defense has made a big play to win the game. Two different, couple different big plays to win the game. Um, but I don't love the... Tyson Badgent, backup Bears quarterback, is low-key driving on the Vikings defense. But I don't know. We know the defense is bad in terms of, like, a yards gained-wise. Um, they've been able to make some things happen in the takeaway department over the last couple, so that's cool. Um, ultimately, though, like, what are we talking about? This team sucks. Um, let me go through some real quick notes, and then I might just... Uh go a little bit into like what what are we like what's the way forward here um oh that's actually all enough covered all of them um we're two and one in our last two though so you know if you took out the first three games of the season we're a winning football team so it is what it is um, play the Niners next week, I believe, at home, Monday night, Kirk, um, with no weapons, we're gonna get pumped, we're gonna get pumped so hard, we're gonna get pumped, we're just gonna get, I, I'm actually glad the game's not on Sunday, because then I don't have to watch it, I can just focus on the red, red all the red zone games, and then I can just, like, be sad Monday night instead of be sad Sunday and never mm, fuck up my Sunday. Um, let me just check the line here. We're seven-point dogs at home. Um, and the Niners coming. 
the Niners are the exact type of football team that just kills us every time because they're built well. I've talked about it a thousand times in this pod, whatever. Um, and coming off a loss, they're going to be angry, focused. Monday night, Kirk, we're so fucked. We're so fucked. Justin Jefferson ain't walking through that door. It's just, I don't know. That being said, after that, Packers. That's a winnable That's a winnable game. We actually really need to win that game to, like, feel good about the franchise. Um, Falcons also winnable game week nine. Week 10, Saints, we're probably going to lose. But, like... I don't even like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing, but like four and five isn't out of the question. And if you're four and five, you can be six and five in two weeks. I don't know. We got to start playing better football, though, and I don't really see any evidence that that's going to happen. Um, say we don't sort of magically turn this around and start playing way better football. Um, I'm not sure. Well, I don't know, because Justin Jefferson getting hurt might have, might have just saved KOC because, oh, yeah, the offense sucked because the best player in football wasn't on it. And usually he is, and usually, I, you know, I'm schemed for him to be there, and he's and he got hurt, blah, blah, blah. Um, the offensive scheme doesn't seem to work. Um, the team still makes shitty mistakes all over the place, and partly that's on the players, partly that's on the coaching. Um, we're not getting plays in. This is, a, this is a big thing that happened in the loss of the Chiefs. There was a couple times we were just not getting plays in. Timeouts at weird times. We're wasting all our timeouts before there's 10 minutes left in the game. Um, it hasn't been like a shit show coaching-wise, but it hasn't really been good. Um, and I know like you don't want to move on from a coach too quickly because then it's just sort of all over the place in terms of... Um, like there's no continuity and it just sucks, but I'm not sure exactly what he has shown that would indicate otherwise. Um, I think Quasi survives this season. I think he does. Um, the actively make the team worse in the off season, uh, and then. The team stinks. Is is you know, it's not fun. It's not fun for the fans to, to you know, see and experience. But, um, I think once we get out of from under Kirk Cousins, which it very much feels like getting out from under him at this point, um, it'll be interesting to see what he does with a little bit more space in the cap and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Vikings were supposed to be a huge focus of this pod once the season started. Um, but now they stink and it's kind of sad. So, um, at least they're not the Patriots. I'll say that. Um, all right. Water break presented by, um, I don't know, uh, quick trip. You guys are gonna have to tell me if this uh, audio is better or worse. 
hopefully it at least exists after I finish it. Um, let's go through the games. Um, I feel like this week it was a lot of like this game doesn't actually mean anything, or like it's like that was weird, but like I think it's not a thing. Um, whereas like sometimes different results just happen, and it doesn't always mean. Um, all that much. Like, weeks one, two, three, you're like, oh, this team sucks. Oh, this team's bad. This team's whatever. Um, week six, you're like, I still think the team's good, even though they just had a really weird loss, like the Niners, for example. Um, or I still think this team sucks, if they, even though they just had a good win. Um, like the Browns, for example. Um, Chiefs-Broncos, um, Thursday night. The chief offense isn't what it was. I think we saw that in Minnesota. I think we've seen that all year. Um, it's not quite there. Um, that being said, the Broncos are really, really horrible. And this was a this was a chance for a statement win. He kept the Chiefs to 19 points, and offense hasn't been the problem all year. And Russell Wilson played about as badly as you could, 13 to 22 with two picks. I think on less than 100 yards. Um, yeah, the Broncos suck. And um, I don't know. There's not like a lot more to say than that. I think it, the Sean Payton thing has failed, but they have to pay him for like seven more years. Um, I think you probably get rid of Russ before that happens and just kind of build everything new and hope that Sean Payton is still kind of who he used to be. Um, I worry a lot. I don't, let's, let's not act like I'm staying up at night thinking about the Broncos, but, um, I have like a little bit of a theory that like old coaches that used to be really good are not who you want to be running your team anymore. Um, because what worked five years ago would work 10 years ago. And Sean Payton won his one Super Bowl over 10 years ago, 13 years ago, something like that. Um, I think it was 2009, maybe. Um, people that were really, really good 10 years ago stick with the thing that they did 10 years ago because it was really good then. And because it was really good then, it almost by definition isn't good anymore because defenses adjust and all this other stuff. So um, KOC hasn't been who we thought he was supposed to be or who we were supposedly excited to have, but even I'm not sure the Jim Harbaugh thing would have gone all that well because Jim Harbaugh wanted to run everything and he hadn't been good in the NFL in 10 years. And it, it was, you know, I was sort of against Jim Harbaugh at the time. Um, <clears throat> I think Champagne's a little bit of that. Like when he was with the Saints, with Drew Brees 10 years ago, the team was really good. Um, since then, he hasn't done much. And obviously the roster isn't what it was and or the roster he's working with now isn't what it was. But it's it's not even like that bad. Like in theory, Russell Wilson should be good and there Jerry Judy's there. Javante Williams is a good running back. I think the offensive line is fine. I don't know for sure, but it just hasn't gone well. And maybe, you know, some some weeks they have played well offensively and then just got shit on defensively. But this week they played well defensively and got scored eight points total, you know. Um, 
we're scoreless for like three plus quarters. Um, but yeah, interesting. Um, Ravens Titans in London. Um, the Ravens are a better team. I don't think. Well, the Ravens are a team that either you're going to be surprised they win two playoff games or you're going to be not surprised that they lose one. It's like that type of thing. Like, they're a good playoff team. They could make a little bit of running. You'd be like, oh, the Ravens. Or they'll lose in the first round. You'd be like, yeah, I'm okay. That's fine. That makes sense. Um, <coughs> the Titans, um, if they sneak into the playoffs, they will be the worst. They'll be the earliest game on, like, that Saturday of – Chris, Saturday of like January, whatever it is, I'm like burping and coughing and yawning like every two seconds right now. It's crazy. I guess it was, that's what happens when it's 11 p.m. at night. Uh, oh my gosh, just fucking exists. Case, I mean Alan. Um, Justin Tucker, I believe, had like 90 field goals in this game. Um. Let me think if there's anything else I can remember. And Derrick Henry, I believe, is washed. I think the offense is really bad. Oh, Malik Willis played a little bit. Looks shitty. He's really bad at, at the sport. Um, there's a whole other thing I could go in about, like, how we'd evaluate quarterbacks. But, like, Malik, and I don't want to do it now. Um, but Malik Willis is the type of guy that, like, the pro day was so sick. And he just can't play quarterback. And somehow he could play quarterback at Liberty. And there's somewhere in there that nobody knows how to diagnose who can and can't play quarterback. It's wild. Because Zach Wilson is the same. Even though he's a little bit better now. Whatever. Um, the Titans are a sad franchise. And it's just... Ugh. At least right... I don't know. Like, there's just good enough that they won't blow everything up. Because Vrabel will, like, make them win a game by himself. Every now and then, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, ugh. it's just kind of gross. Um, like when they came on the red zone and Luke Willis is just running around and looking shitty at the game. It's just kind of, ugh, gross. Um, Commanders beat the Falcons. This game could not matter less. I would say, um, good for the Manders. They might be like five hundred now. Did I make that up? Three and three? Nope. Yeah, they're both three and three now. Um. These two, these two um, teams are football teams in the National Football League, and that's literally all the interesting things you can say about them are. Um, Bengal Seahawks, seventeen to thirteen. I don't know what to do with the Bengals, or this. I honestly really either of these teams. Because the Bengals haven't looked good for most of this year, but they're three and three, and they got Joe Burr and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon, I guess. Um, and you're like, okay, like run it back. You know, they're three and three. Had a little bit of injury issues in the year, blah blah. blah. And the offense looked good the week before, which we talked about last week that nobody heard. I was like, the Bengals are back, but it's like we won another game, sure. But it's like against the Seahawks, who are they good? I don't really know. And you only put up 17 points, and maybe the offense isn't back. And it's just like, what's really happening here? Um, Debo, or not Debo, Gino. 
Geno Smith two, threw for 326 yards and put up 13 points, which is crazy. That doesn't really happen often. Um, they were just, I didn't really watch much of this game. They were just really bad in the red zone, I guess. Um, yeah, those Bengals are questionably not back. Um, Jaguars 37, Colts 20. Um, we had a Gardner Minshew game. He feels like Baker Mayfield, um, like, like shitty Baker Mayfield. Sort of like sous chef April Meadow. That was the fucking worst joke of all time. Jesus Christ. Um, sous chef April Meadow. Um, where he's like, Baker Mayfield is your backup, and he comes into a game, you're like, fuck yeah, dude, like, we're going to go win this. And it usually does. And, um, but then you don't really want to rely on him. You're like, you don't want Baker Mayfield going into the start of the season. And Gardner Minshew is, like, exactly that, except, like, worse. Like, if he back up for, like, one game, you're like, yeah, let's do it. Gardner Minshew, like, we might kind of win, and it will mostly because of the defense. Where Baker will legitimately like, play like a fucking beast for a game or two and then suck. Um, Gardner plays like serviceable for a game or two and then sucks really bad. Um, I think I've talked a little bit of shit on the on the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they found it. Whatever it is, I think they found it. Um, ETN's been a beast for them. Um, maybe that's a little bit more of it. Just rely on him a little bit more instead of... Uh, making Trevor do everything. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It seems like they're humming. This is not like super in-depth analysis, but um, like they're four and two now, which I would be fairly sure puts them um, at the top of their division, AFC South. Um it was just London. Like they go to London, they win two games in London, then they come back and they're a completely different team. They were two and three going to London. Now they're or they were sorry, they were one and two going to London. Now they're four and two. So like one and three in a row. Um, Jaguars, they're a thing. I think um, the Dolphins are who we thought they were. I mean, it's it's in, I mean forty two to twenty one by the way over the Panthers. Um, the Panthers aren't good. Bryce Young. Quite a very big question mark at this point. Um, but I think he played decently in this game. Um, I'm not going to win at fantasy football this year because I don't have a Dolphins. Like because I, I don't have one of the Dolphins. I missed out on the Dolphins, and they're like such a cheat code. Um, like I could have had Tyreek Hill, I think. Actually, no, I think he went right before my pick. Um, there's such a cheat code. If you have a fast guy in the Dolphins, you like 40 fantasy points is within reach every single week. They're just like those dudes are insane. That offense is insane. Um, shout out Mike McDaniel, one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. Um, but also like just the like Dolphins highlight comes on and it's just a dude wide open and then he runs for a touchdown. It happens every like every single time you see those jerseys, they just go insane. Um, 
They are four and two. Did I make that up? No, they're five and one. They only lost to the Bills. Um, I wish I could say like Miami has Dolphins fever, but that's just not true. We're not a good sports town. Um, yeah, like case in point, Raheem Moster today. Let me see what is. I think. Let me see. Let me see the. Let me see the line here. 115 yards, two touchdowns. Also had a touchdown catch. So that's just 15 plus 12. Wait, what am I saying? 15, yeah, 15 plus 12 is 27 plus another touchdown catch, 33 plus, yeah, so he's 34 points or something like that, 35. Um, just, just for being part of Miami, just for being the running back that happened to get it right now because chain insert. Um, Tyler Kale had 163 yards and a touchdown. And that was a pretty light day for him. Um, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I won't. Like, it's it's weird. My fantasy team, like, it's a whole other story. But, um, like, I just know I'm not going to win because if I'm in the playoffs, somebody's got a dolphin, I'm fucked. Like, it is what it is. You, you like... There's nothing worse in fantasy than, like, watching a game when your opponent's, like, A1 stud is going. Because it's so scary because they're going to put up a lot of points. Um, and that being a, that player being a dolphin right now is, like, absolutely terrifying. Um, you're just like, oh, 30-yard catch. That You're like, okay, that's going to happen. Like, it's okay. Uh fuck, sixty yard touchdown. Uh fuck. Like I'm I'm now I'm dead. Like that's gonna happen. Um so I can just wait for this. I don't even know if I'm gonna make the playoffs. I haven't scored hundred points in weeks, even whatever. Um 49ers Browns. Like I said, this game I don't think it means anything. Um like it just makes so little sense that it it just doesn't it's not a thing. Debo got hurt, which, like, that's not an excuse because the team is should be better anyway. Um, but, like, DTR started. No, not DTR. P.J. Walker started for Cleveland. Um, Brock Purdy, like, played bad, even though he's been really good all year. It's just a little bit, like, I don't think this game means anything. Um, and the Niners are going to absolutely shit pump the Vikings this week. Um yeah, I almost like like Kareem Hunt's back, I guess. Out of nowhere. Um I don't know, it just I like I don't know what to do with it. Like it doesn't mean anything. This game doesn't mean anything. It'll help the Browns when they're trying to look for a playoff spot. They're low key three and two, by the way, so like not terrible. Um Saints Texans. Texans win. 20 to 13. Neither of these teams will matter this year at all. The Saints are fine. They're not good. They beat bad teams and they lose to good teams. Um, the Texans aren't good. There's like an outside chance they make the playoffs probably. Um, but it's just like fun. Like if you're a Texans fan right now, it's fun because you're like quarterback of the future is out here winning games and playing like reasonably well. I think he had his first interception. 
Um, and he didn't for, throw for that many yards. But you got he's the guy in charge right now, and they won a football game. And every time that happens, you're like, all right, cool, I can get used to this. And the Houston Texans fans, have, I don't even know if there's a lot of Houston fans out there, but um, they have not been used to winning football recently. So um, that's kind of fun. I've been a Stroud guy all year. So shout out CJ Stroud. But um, come on the pod. But yeah. I think it's it's just like, I mean, the, the Saints are kind of sad. Not in like their really shitty way, but it's just like, you're going to be 500 and Derek Carr is going to be who he is. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. Like no Saints fan signed up for this year being like, yeah, we're going to be good. Kind of like the Vikings in that way. Anyway, um, Raiders, Patriots. It's over. It's over. The Raiders scored 21. The Patriots scored 17. Bill Belichick lost to um, Jess McDaniels. And the Raiders are not a good football team, even though like they're 3-3, three and three, but they beat bad teams. Um, and I think Brian Hoyer was co- playing quarterback for them at some point, or most of the game, something like that, because um, Garoppolo got hurt. The Raiders have beaten the Packers, the Patriots, and the Broncos. Three really bad teams. Um, the Patriots are 1-5 and five and have lost to bad teams week after week. Or if they play a half-decent team, and not even a good team. The Saints aren't even good. They lose by like 30. Um, I had a very in-depth conversation about whether Bill Belichick should be fired on the last pod. Um, I would say... And here's basically what I said. I don't feel like talking about everything I talked about last week, but nobody heard it. Um, if you buy the groceries and you make the meal and the meal sucks, you're the only person to blame. So if you are the GM and the coach and your team sucks, there's nobody's fault. Nobody else can potentially be at fault except for you. And so Bill Belichick is the GM. He is the coach. And the team is historically terrible. So whose fault is it? It's Bill Belichick's fault. It just is. And he hasn't been a good coach, or at least a decision maker, for the past like few years. Honestly, none of the Mac Jones stuff has ever really looked good. Um, the Matt Patricia Joe Judge being in charge of the offense last year was like an all-time stupid decision. And the offense is somehow worse this year. Mac Jones is worse than Zach Wilson. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I will have to move him way down, right by Jordan Love in the depth chart or the power rankings that it's called. Um, I don't know if I'm a if I'm a Patriots fan, I I would be happy to see him gone tomorrow. I, it would be weird, and I don't know if that's going to happen, but I would be okay with it. Um, you're not going to convince me the Raiders are good, even though they're three and three. It's just not. It's not a thing. And throw the fucking ball to Devontae Adams. Like, my fantasy team needs that shit. He gets, like, 20 targets in one game. Goes for, like, 40. And then, like, hasn't done anything since. Anyway, whatever. It's fine. Um, Lions 20, Buccaneers 6. Lions are a good football team. For the first time ever. Not really. But um, this might be the best Lions team I've ever watched. Let me think. 
there was a few years where they made the playoffs, Calvin Johnson, Matt Stafford, and those boys, but I don't think those teams were ever, like, felt as solid and, like, just sort of consistently good across the board the way that this Lions team does. Because this line, like, the defense is real. The defense is good. Baker Mayfield is not a good player, and the Bucks' offense isn't perfect right now, but six points in the National Football League is, is, is a good amount of not many points. Um, and put up 20 against the Bucks' defense is good. Game was never really in doubt. That's what good teams do. Um, I don't know. I think the uh, Lions are certainly the best team in the North, and it's not even fucking close. Um, and it just feels like they win. They just win. I don't even know. The records, they're like 5-1 and one now, right? now. that's tied for the best record in the league. Um, they just win football games, and they take care of it. Like, you, there's not really a spot in the Lions where you can be like, oh, yeah, but here, which there definitely has been in the past. Um, the only game they lost was in overtime. They beat the Chiefs by one, and every other game they've won by... 14 plus so they're just a good team and getting better as it goes so i don't know it'll be interesting to see assuming everything kind of stays the same um to see the lines in the playoffs see what that even looks like i mean i've we've seen lines in the playoffs before but like as a legitimate contender for the soupy would be interesting be kind of weird um, Rams Cardinals. I don't care. Nobody cares if you care. You're lying. But the Rams won twenty six to nine. Um, I don't think either team is good. Obviously, the Cardinals are bad. Um, Jets and Eagles. This is a um. This is a wow. I wish the Jets offense was decent game because um that defense is very good. And I think he had a quote or something like we're embarrassing every quarterback or whatever, but um it's a cool it's a cool Jets win. I think the Jets are like an interesting team and I like kinda of cheer for them weirdly because um I don't know, I thought I think I wanted Aaron Rodgers to be good and it to be embarrassing for the Packers that he's good on a different team. But um where I watched Hard Knocks and bought the hype or whatever. As a um, fake fan of the Jets, this is just like, it's just like, it'd be kind of fun if they had a really good quarterback. Like, they'd be really, really good. Because this defense is sick. Like, it's it's very good. Um, Jalen Hurts threw a bunch of picks. Jets sort of had a little comeback thing. Um, Zach Wilson... Played like okay, I suppose. Not really. I mean, I don't know. It's that's the thing. It's like the quarterback play hasn't been good, and they're still winning games every now and then. And you're like, imagine if the quarterback play was good. Um, long term, I don't think it matters for the Eagles. They are another one of the very, very consistent teams. Um, things like this happen. Um, and just have very good defense, and we have a very good defense. Or when you play a very good defense, weird shit can happen, like that late pick, like that allowing. Brees Hall to score, like that type of thing. It can happen against very good defenses. Um, yeah. Well, 
Why didn't the Bills score more points against the Giants? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that game. It was Sunday night I did not watch. Um, I saw there was a controversial penalty going on. I don't really get what this, but okay. We have like three years of sample size with like good Josh Allen and good Bill teams and like the offense looks like sick sometimes. This ain't the first time that they've just randomly not shown up. And it's just like, what happened? What happened? Josh Allen, what happened? Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and so like that happened again. I guess the Giants, who haven't been good against anybody. Maybe it's just they had Tyrod Taylor instead of Daniel Jones. The vibes were better. I don't know. Um, I didn't watch the game instead. But somebody who knows more about football, tell me why the Bills weren't good. Um, Cowboys beat the Chargers. I think both these teams are not as good as we thought they were. Which the which you could probably say for the last three years about both of them. Um, Justin Herbert played badly. Which is funny because I don't know why, like, when everybody in, I think I also ranked him very highly in my power ranking of quarterbacks. But whenever it was like, oh, Justin Herbert is next, it's kind of funny when he's bad. I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. Um, I think the Cowboys are a, um, they're certainly a high seed playoff team, I would say. Um Actually, I don't even know if that's true. They're going to be the same thing they were last year. They go in with a four seed and might win a game. But ultimately, it's not going to mean much. Um, I don't know if Dak Prescott will ever... The offense is just weird. Sometimes offenses just don't work. And it's very confusing as somebody who pretends to know a lot about football. Is like, how does an offense look so good one week and then just like suck the next week? How Like, how did that happen to the Bills? How does that happen with like Dak Prescott? I've owned him in fantasy at points in my past few years. And some weeks, like, the offense is just so good. And then some weeks, it's just like, we can't move the ball. I don't get it. I wish I did get it. Somebody who knows more about football, explain to me. Um, And that type of thing feels like it happens a lot to Dallas. And that's why I feel like, playoffs-wise, they just aren't the type of person, type of team you can depend on. That's all the games. Um... I'm going to talk real quick about college football. Real quick about the Timberwolves. Then we'll get to post-game. Water break presented by Clorox. All right, so this um, college football segment is more or less uh, intern Allen um, reminds himself or tells learns what's been happening in college football. Um, my Saturdays have been busy. Um, might there might be a a loon girlfriend going on type situation, so I've been busy on Saturdays. Saturdays have been busy. I've not been watching. Um, so I'm going to, like, who's ranked number one? Like, that type of shit is what's about to happen. Um, I think it's Georgia. 
I'm right about that. I knew Michigan is second because they're really fucking good, but they haven't played anybody. Ohio State's third. Okay, cool. Florida State, four. I think I knew that. That guy who's I didn't know at the beginning of the year. I now know who he is, Jordan Travis. Um, also, Michael Penis. Washington ranked five. Okay, cool. And then two other teams are undefeated. Three other teams are undefeated. UNC's undefeated, but they're ranked 10th. They just killed... Miami. Air Force is undefeated in rank 22nd. Who cares? Um, Washington is 5th. OU is 6th after they just beat Texas. Got it. Penn State, Ohio State this week. That's going to be exciting. Um, this is probably horrible podcasting. I don't give a shit. Um, I actually remember this. USC lost. Caleb Williams out of the Eisman. People are saying. Um, wait, let me check the Eisman odds right now. Cause I don't, I thought I was just like, I've been, in, I've been told that Caleb Williams was going to win the Heisman no matter what. So now that that's not going to happen, um, who is going to win it? Heisman odds. Michael Penis Jr. is the commanding favorite after... Caleb Williams something. Um, okay, cool. So Penis Jr. is is minus one twenty five right now. He's an odds on favorite. Dylan Gabriel. Who's Dylan Gabriel? Is this is this an exp, exposing how much I don't know about college football? Yeah, it does. Um, Gigi McCarthy plus twelve. So it sounds like there's going to be a bunch of dudes in the in the dressing room that know that they're not going to win. And Michael Penis Jr. is sitting there knowing he's going to win. Um, cool. Interesting. I need to look up who Dylan Gabriel is. Dylan Gabriel. Oh, for uh, OU. Okay, that makes sense. Maybe Texas. They're undefeated. All you have to do is play well when that happening. Um, cool. Texas. Uh <laughs> College football. Um, did see this as well. It's like Dion. Like it's over. It's over. I was kind of a Dion fan when they beat TCU and beat Nebraska and all that shit. Um, it's you can't you can't continue to do the things that they're doing when you lose to Stanford after you had a twenty nine point lead. Um, you can't do it. It has to be like. We're going to go forget about Colorado, forget that they exist, forget they're in the Pac-12 for a while. We have to go do that again. We have to do the whole Colorado isn't good at football thing again where they, like, don't come up ever until they are actually good again because, like, we can't do the we can't do the media circus Colorado thing and then they just, like, are an embarrassingly bad football team. It can't happen. Stanford is really bad. And they blew a 29-point lead. You can't, we can't do the thing. We can't do the thing anymore. It's over. I don't want to see Shadur Sanders do his little wrist thing. And I you know, I was a fan. I was a fan of Colorado. I thought they were cool. I, I don't want to see it anymore because it's like, it's like embarrassed. Like you, you know when you get like embarrassed for somebody? Yeah, I get like embarrassed for them. Like it makes me embarrassed that they're embarrassed because they're doing this all this shit and then losing really badly. And they're, like, posting, like, videos of him talking to the team after the losses. Like, just, who the, just, 
keep that over there where Colorado football is supposed to be. You're going to win like five games and not get a bowl. Um, Best college football. Um, Let me check out the matchups this week. Penn State, Ohio State, sick. Tennessee, Alabama, sick. Doesn't really matter that much probably, but... um, Duke, Florida State. Florida State has looked beatable. We'll see. Um, Utah, USC should be fun, but it's a little bit less interesting now that USC's lost. Um, Cool. I might actually watch them this week. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Timberwolves. This is just a room. This is just a, I learned this today that the Timberwolves are going to they're playing regular season basketball in exactly a week from tonight. I will have a Timberwolves preview. Timberwolves season preview probably happening during the game. Um, one week from tonight, um, they're going to be playing. They open against, let me check it out. Let me check it out. Wednesday next week. They open against the Raptors in Toronto. They are a one point dog, but they're going to win. Who cares? Um, I haven't followed the team much over the offseason at all, but I will update myself and give an excellent preview. I'll predict the exa- I'll probably go game by game and say who wins. Just kidding. That would be psycho behavior. Um, yeah, Timberwolves. Um, they're a team still in Minnesota. Now that Twins are dead, they're going to be the second most important team at the Vikings. Um, and might be more so if the Vikings continue to suck. Post-game season. I'm going to be power ranking 1 through 10. Well, I'll probably just stop at 10. There's more than 10. But <clears throat> the 10 best, according to me, items you can purchase in the gas station. Gas is not included. That would be lame. Um, I've had this conversation with some of the loons and some of the gooses in the past and my answers are not popular, which is exactly why I'm doing this, because I think it'll be funny. Um, but I'm not going to like lie and say things that are my favorite when they aren't. But um, yeah. And I'm also like, I'm going to like write this down, because I'm kind of going off the dome here. Let me find some papers in my teacher's office and see if I can use them. Actually, that's maybe a bad idea. What if they're important? And it just has like combos, cheddar cheese flavor on the back. That's not one of them. Um, I'll write on the back of one of my pieces of music. All right. My first one. And this is, I'll do drinks and food together, like combined. I don't really give a shit. Um, the first one. One, two, three, four. The first one is Mountain Dew. I thought about going a different direction here. Um, I'm a former caffeine addict. Not really. But 
a former drink Mountain Dew three times a day guy. I am now not that, but, and I almost like never drink caffeine now, but on a road trip is one of the exceptions where I will drink caffeine. Those exceptions are on a road trip, um, at Taco Bell when I get Baja Blast. Um, if I like am flying or if like I have a, some sort of insane weird sleep situation where I had to wake up at 2 a.m. for something. Those are the scenarios in which I will drink caffeine. Um, and it doesn't really do that much for me. It just kind of feels good to like have a Mountain Dew more so than it feels like it keeps me up. Um, but road trip is one of those scenarios, and that's when I'm often stopping at a gas station. I will pound Mountain Dew heavies on a road trip. Obviously, if the, if the for like the weird like random month every year that it seems like Baja Blast is in stores, I'll go that direction. But otherwise, just straight up Dew heavy original. Is the move, and that is my number one pick, and it's a great number one pick. Anybody who argues is stupid. Somebody's gonna say coffee. Ugh. Who cares? Be a man, Mountain Dew. Um, number two, Lifesavers gummies, regular original four flavors. Lifesavers gummies. Um, these are electric. They're but the best gummy candy like available. Um in the store and gummies are the best kind of candy and snacks available in the store. Um, they're, the, uh, they're just great. It's great. They're good. They're like, if you like sour gummies, like that's the thing. And, and I get that it's a thing and I don't like hate them, but I like the straight up, like just sugary, like smooth. I don't know. It's, they're just good. They're good. I don't know how to explain it. They're like, my go-to gas station snack in general is Lifesavers gummies. They make your stomach feel like shit, but they taste so unbelievably good. Some people like the tropical flavor. I'm cool. I'll take it Like if, they exi- if they're around, but I'm always going to choose the original. I like the original better. Um, real good, real good, real good. Um, like if I get this probably more often than Mountain Dew because some days I'm just not drinking caffeine because most of the time I don't. Um, if I'm popping to the gas station, need a little snack, Lifesavers gummies. Every time. Every time. I don't know if that's going to be a popular pick. I don't know how if those are that, like, common of a thing. Um, number three. There's a type, there's a type of Reese's bar. That is basically a Kit Kat, but like Reese's version. And it's that. And I don't know like the official name of it. They have some like weird, dumb marketing. Some like marketing student came up with it to like call it whatever. But the Reese's that's basically Kit Kat is the best. Like if I'm in, if I'm in a candy situation, that's the one. Um... My two favorite candies are Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Kit Kats. And so the combined is the greatest. Number four is just a Kit Kat because that's it's the best candy. It's, other than the Reese's Kit Kat, the Kit Kat is, is goaded. Um, I think most people agree that Kit Kat whales. So hopefully that's not. I don't need a huge explanation for that. Um off the dome. Number five. 
checks, um, checks muddy buddies. Basically, puppy chow. It's very messy, but like the chocolate covered checks mix things with like all the, um, with all the powdered sugar on top. The fact that they sell that shit in gas stations and it doesn't have to be just Beth making it at home, Loon Beth, um, Goose Beth. Um, that whales. And so I'm always I'm always looking to invest in a little bit of checks and muddy buddies with my, you know, probably going to a gas station, a little bit of Reese's Kit Kat, a little bit of checks muddy buddies alongside my Lifesavers gummies to have a little make a little meal out of it. That's always what I'm looking I'm always looking to do that type of thing. Um I don't know if that's gonna be a popular one or not. I think a lot. I feel like that not a lot of people are getting out out here getting checks muddy buddies, but I don't know if anybody can sit here and tell me that they don't like them because they they rock. Um, number six. I think I'm gonna go back to the drink situation here. Um, and they're not in every. They're not in every gas station or every drink cooler. But, like, there's these brisk juice drink things, and the pink lemonade is so good. It's, like, the most sugary little drink of all time. It's, like, it usually comes in a pretty big bottle. Um, you know, like, the brisk wrapper with a bunch of colors on it and all that stuff. And it says brisk. The pink lemonade juice drink is incredible. Um... And if I'm not in the market for Mountain Dew, that's often what I'll get. I'll go look for the pink lemonade juice drink and go to town, absolute town. Um, Brisk pink lemonade. Pink. Um, Let me see. That's kind of all the ones I had in the holster, but that's only six. Um, Let me think what else I buy. buy milk sometimes that's chocolate milk actually yeah yeah you know that's 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 a good that's a that's a fair i think that's a fair that's a fair number seven right nesquik chocolate milk in like the yellow bottle to be specific i guess i don't know chocolate milk is one of the best drinks so i'm always looking to get a little chocolate milk well, I'm not always because I'm usually getting Mountain Dew or Brisk Pink Lemonade. But if I'm in a milk mood, Nesquik Chocolate Milk is the move. Um, off the rip, any other any other things I like? I feel like I've not invested in the chip department as much or the salty snack department as much. So maybe I could. But I'm just... Ooh, this isn't a salty snack, but sometimes they actually whale. Just like the little mini six packs of Oreos. Not Oreo, not mini Oreos, but like the regular Oreos that it's probably like a nine pack or something. They're just like nine cookies in a little sleeve thing. A little single serving pack of Oreos. Um those those are good. I'm a big Oreos guy, I always have been. Beth uh Goose Beth used to always keep them in the house and I used to have like five of it. I used to have like six, 
five, six Oreos every with a Mountain Dew every time I went home from school. So um, I'm always trying to just get that going in my life. Um, single serving packs of Oreos when I'm at the gas station. Um, two more. Let me think, let me think, let me think. Um, I'm not a seeds guy, so I can't sit here and say seeds. Um, you know what? Actually, we're just getting in the realm of like snacks that I never, almost never get from gas stations, but I just like in general. So when they're in gas stations, I'm like, oh. Like for me, I associate lifesaver gummies with a gas station i associate checks money buddies with a gas station that might be a little psycho of me but those are like the only scenarios in which i get those like oreos i just like oreos so they're at a gas station i like them and i'll get them sometimes like this next one I th- i'm gonna like say cheese it's because like the next most likely thing i'd get at a gas station is cheese it's because i just like cheese it's so i guess cheese it's is number nine it's not really a gas station snack but it's at a gas station usually and I often get it because I like Cheez-Its. So there's that. Um, so that's number nine. I'm for sure going to like forget something. Should I go to a gas station after this just to like experience the electric feeling of buying gas station snacks? I might. Um, it is 11.51 in Miami, so I might get murked. Just kidding. Probably fine. Um This is like not that exciting of a way to end it because it feels very basic. Sometimes go for a little Snickers bar. Yeah. I think that's fair because I, like, I, I have to be honest with the listeners and say that like I get a Snickers bar from the gas station like reasonably often, all things considered. And so I can't sit here and be like, oh, it's not my, one of my favorites if I don't, you know, I get it reasonably often. So Snickers, that rounds out the list. Top 10, power rankings, gas station, snacks. They read Mountain Dew, Lifesavers Gummies, original. Reese's, that's a Kit Kat, but uh, Reese's Kit Kat. Um, number four is just regular Kit Kat. Five is Chex Muddy Buddies. Six is Br- Brisk Pink Lemonade Juice Drink. Seven is Chocolate Milk. That's quick. Eight is single pack of Oreos. Nine is Cheez-Its. Ten is Snickers. That's the list if you hate it. You hate me, I guess. Um, emoji is the the one with the guy doing a shrug. Bang. <laughs>